Welcome everyone to another edition of the Final Down NFL podcast with myself, Jim, Punk Raider and Denver Dave. We're here to talk about the NFL. Boys, how are you doing? Yeah, we're not bad. I'm tired. I have survived. I have survived and returned from beyond the wall. It is not pretty (laughs) up there. You went north of Watford, didn't you, basically? That was... uh... I I went very north of Watford. (laughs) I went north north of Watford. North, north of the most northerly Watford you can think of. Mm-hmm. You can uh, yeah. about No, it was good. It's nice, nice part of the country. Yeah. I, I went to a pub this weekend and ended up with 2,000 Millwall fans. That's north of the wall. <laughs> Christ. I mean, no offence to Millwall fans, but good Lord. I mean, it was scary. There was a lot of Stone Island. Uh, yeah. And every <laughs> single one of them seems to love Peroni as well. I hadn't realised that was a thing. But apparently, yeah. But there you go. Taste. No offense to Millwall fans. No offense to Millwall fans. Let's talk about the show it. then, boys. We're talking about the NFL, not about Burberry. So uh, <laughs> we're going to go through all of the week 13 games and then move on, obviously, to look at the stuff going on for week 14. But let's start week 13. We go all the way back to Thursday night as our first game, um, where CD Lamb had 122 yards from scrimmage. Tony Pollard ripped off a 58 yard touchdown run, and the Dallas defense produced a drive stalling sack and three interceptions in the fourth quarter in the victory of the New Orleans Saints in Louisiana. The Cowboys intercepted Saints quarterback Taysom Hill, that's right, four times in all, three times in the final six and a half minutes of the game, including defensive tackle Carlos Watkins' pick six on a screen pass, Jordan Lewis, Trayvon Diggs, and Jaron Curse with the others. Dak Prescott passed for 238 yards and a technically superb one-yard touchdown by Michael Gallup. Prescott was intercepted by Marshall Natamore in the middle of the fourth quarter, but the Saints never led in this game. Saints receiver Deontay Harris turned a short pass into a late 70-yard touchdown for the game's final score after Lil Jordan Humphrey caught one in the second quarter. But the final score was the Cowboys 27, Saints 17. Um, Cowboys only play on Thursdays now. Yeah, I think so. I think we have to do that intro again, Jim. Sorry, you made a mistake. You referred to Taysom Hill as a quarterback. Um, Do you want to run through it? Technically, he (laughs) was under centre. We called on him last week to say, look, if the Saints honestly believe he's a quarterback, start him. Well, they started him and they let him throw 41 times and he only completed 19 and had four interceptions. So can we now put it to bed that he's not a quarterback? And this is against a boom or bust secondary as well. This is not a secondary who will put pressure on you and close you down. This is a secondary who will give you opportunities. They'll pick you off, Mm. but they'll give you opportunities as well. And he couldn't do it. So can we now put it to bed and just say, look, go forget this whole quarterback nonsense and just let, let's just roll with it um there's not a huge amount to say on this game dallas was significantly better they they, they continue doing what they should in running the ball more than uh sorry passing the ball more than they run it um because i think they had significant success um in the air on this game so yeah it, it for me it was fairly simple i think the cowboys are the question. best by a mile go for it should pollard be taking over from ezekiel elliott yet um, no, not yet, I would say. Only reason being is you pay an Elliot to so run him into the ground, get all your, get all the tread off the tide and then get rid of him and keep Pollard fresh for later on in his career. That's a nice because ruthless you know move there by Dave. I think I agree with it in, in a business sense. I also agree yeah. with you, Punk, that, I mean, you know my feelings on Zeke Elliott. Um, Tony Pollard gives you 80 to 85% of the production with none of the headaches that you get from yeah. Zeke and half the money at least, you know, maybe less than half of the contract you've got to pay yeah. for this this fall. So as much as I think that Tony Pollard should be getting the lion's share of catch of, of carries, I think Dave's also right, is that if you've got a contract with Zeke, you might as well run him out 
um, and then just watch him go and, and disappear into the ether. Yeah, the thing is, we know what's going to happen. Tony Pollard's going to uh, contract's going to come to an end, and they're going to pay him fifty and a half million pound a year. That's what that's <laughs> what the Cowboys do. So he's a never-ending quagmire of garbage. <laughs> I would say something about if if Taysom Hill is going to start another game, then there's hope for uh, for Tim Tebow yet, because uh, uh-huh. Taysom Hill looked worse than Tim Tebow. So I looked awful. He did. Yeah. It was everything was wrong. He was, you know, that thing that Mahomes does where he throws in awkward. Uh, sort of poses and awkward stances, but makes you look brilliant. Yeah, um, it was it was the exact opposite for Taysom Hill. He was throwing orthodox and looked as bad as everyone does throwing off stance. It was awful. There's one point he broke away and threw it cross field. Now you don't have the arm to throw it cross field, son. So just it. I cannot stress how bad it was. I stayed up to watch the game because I was off on Friday, and um, it, it was as bad a, a quarterback performance as I remember seeing. It genuinely wow. was. There you go. I cannot, I cannot <laughs> stress enough how badly it was. I really Let, let's leave this I, game in the bin then. Let's leave it in the bin. So yeah, absolutely. We'll move on to Sunday afternoon. We should probably get this one out of the way first. Detroit finally found a way when Goff threw an 11-yard touchdown pass to Amon Ra St. Brown Yay. as time expired, lifting the previously winless Lions to a victory over the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday. Goff led the Lions on a 75-yard decisive possession without a timeout after Kirk Cousins threw a go-ahead three-yard touchdown pass to Justin Jefferson with 150 left. The Vikings failed on a two-point conversion on all three of their touchdowns in this game. Mental. And those missed opportunities proved costly. Goff threw two touchdown passes in the first half to TJ Hawkinson and Brock Wright to put Detroit ahead by 14 points, its biggest lead this season. Then he turned over the ball twice in the second half. Three times the Vikings got into the red zone and only came out with field goals. Justin Jefferson had 11 receptions for a career-high 182 yards after Adam Thielen went out early with an injury. Other touchdowns were scored for Minnesota by Alex Mattison and KJ Osborne. The Lions ended a 15-game winless streak that lasted 364 days since winning at Chicago last season. The final scoring forward field was the Vikings 27, Lions 29. They couldn't even go a year. That's how bad the Lions are. They couldn't even <laughs> couldn't go do a it. year. Yeah. 364 no, I, I'm so days. happy the Lions won a game. Yeah, I'm so happy they won a game. Um, the Vikings did everything they could to lose. I mean, it again, We there was... Uh, Viking Stu was ever present on Twitter saying yep. Zimmer needs to go. And I completely agree with him. Um, I don't know how entertaining or interesting it is here, hearing me bang on about Mike Zimmer constantly. So I'm not going to. The man's <laughs> a fool and should be fired. Yeah, we've heard that, that argument when, already. But uh, yeah, man, so, when, so crazy. Three times they got that touchdowns oh, and three times they went for two. And they didn't yeah, complete any of them. And in the end, they lost by two points. points. <clears throat> I was going to say they lost by two points. They didn't need yeah. to kick three extra points and they won the game yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know the, I know the analytics say go for two points more often than not but I, I'm still a fan of just kick the extra point there's, there's so many games that are lost by a single point just kick the extra point it's, it's simple as that stop messing around um, one question that I do have though and I don't know the answer to it with the extra game when's Black Monday you know when all the coaches get fired yeah, after that game, it's yeah, it's after the regular season ends. So, oh, so is it, I, th- I thought it was like one from the end or something. So it's, the, no. it's the day after the last game of the season. It's, yeah, the they keep the, the regular last season. game of the regular season. Yeah, yeah. I fully and I fully expect Zimmer to be fired, and I expect Dan Campbell to be fired as well. So there you go. Yeah, well, I was looking back through some kind of uh, painful losses, and it showed the Minnesota loss to the Seahawks in the playoffs when uh, he kicked wide left, didn't he? And that was Zimmer playing, coaching that game. That was like back in 2005. I'm like, oh my God, he's been there so long. And they've not done anything <laughs> apart from, no. you know, 
get through to a championship game and then get smacked by the Eagles. It just feels, I mean, if you if you went through to the playoffs and said, right, you've got the Vikings, you look at the roster and go, God, they've got a decent roster, but you don't fear them because they're the Vikings and they will shoot themselves in the arse. Mm. You know, it's they've started getting a few injuries now as well, haven't they? I think Phelan and Cook yeah. and so yep. on are all getting a bit banged up. So yeah. Yeah. Um, and looks Cook's, like the Vikings Cook's are a big old loss for them as well. Gonna struggle, aren't they, to make the playoffs, I think. Yeah, and in that in that division with the, the, Lions, then, yeah. the Lions. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> they they you know they should be uh they should be knocking on the door of uh of the playoffs and they're just not they're so far away from I don't care what the stats say, they're so far away from a playoff team. Mm. Okay, next game. And Brian Johnson kicked a 48-yard field goal with 37 seconds remaining, five days after joining the team from the Saints. And Washington left the Las Vegas Raiders thunderstruck on Sunday for their fifth straight win. Washington's got touchdowns from Logan Thomas and Antonio Gibson. Vegas finally got into the end zone in the fourth quarter when Josh Jacobs capped a 75-yard drive, aided by three defensive penalties with a one-yard run. Though Derek Carr missed Brian Edwards in the back of the end zone on the two-point try, Daniel Carlson kicked his third field goal to put the Raiders in the lead, before Washington got the deciding field goal for the win. The final score was the Washington football team 17, Las Vegas Raiders 15. What a yeah. game. We're that back in black. Season's done. Oh, it's, no. It's, it's over. Is it? That was the game we... Yeah. Oh. How, how, can, how can a team go from playing offensively so well against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving away in the Jones Mahal... Mm-hmm. To being absolutely diabolically pointless um, at home, as they have done in a few games this season. Uh, that's it. That's our season done. Look at the look at the games we've got left to play. We had to have that one. Uh, we're not winning three or four of the remaining games. That's it. Season over. Job done. Thank you. Good night. Ouch. Um, is it, black hole. Is it because? you aren't playing as well or is it because a new any new scheme that's been I don't know what I'm trying to say any new scheme that's been created has been figured out not figured out but they they've got some tape on you to start watching because it's a different south now what well, no, what it's 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 I mean we're talking about literally a week between the games oh no I mean, I mean in terms of so you know um, we're putting 34 points up on the cowboys and we're putting what was it 14 up against the Washington 15. football team, 15 up against Washington football. Give me a break. You know, just just give me a new quarterback. Give me a, a proper offensive coordinator. Just clean it out, for God's sake. I'm sick of it. I've had it. Jesus. Yeah, I know. It's depressing, isn't it? But you got Jim we, moaning I mean, about his coordinator. Me We're back to normal. Steelers winning, your boys losing. That's how it's supposed to be. Dogs and cats now hating each other. Exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. No, it's 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 just pointless. What's the point? I did, just just give up as a franchise. I, I've had enough, to be honest. Um, I mean, I'm down with close that. Game. I'm done. No, I'm I'm down with that. I think the Raiders just pack up. Yeah, pack up. <laughs> become something else. Go and play baseball or something. Just just uh, you know, what is the point in doing this every season? You know, <laughs> you, you give you, you crawl your way back into it, having had two of the worst couple, some of the worst weeks in NFL history have happened to the Raiders this season. Mm. You manage to fight your way back, you keep yourselves in contention, and then you just, I don't even know what it is, just a wet fart of a run in, isn't it? it 
just give it up. It's so strange. You're five and two before your bye week. They were looking really good. But since then, you've won one in five. Yeah, and, and you know, the Gruden thing happened and the Rugs thing happened and, you know, you no, kind of excused the Gruden thing for the Bears bit. And, and but, you know, it, I'm, I'm sick of Derek Carr missing throws, you know. Um, I'm sick of receivers dropping the ball. I'm sick of offensive linemen that play great one week and then just can't even get out their own way the next week. I'm, I'm just sick of it all, to be honest. Um, get the season over and done with. Let's get to the playoffs. Um, I'll pick a team to follow through the playoffs and, and there we go. <laughs> there are still going to be a couple of games in there you've got a chance to win in that bunk. No, we haven't. We're not going to beat the Chiefs. We're not going to beat the Colts. We're not going to beat the Chargers. You've still but got the Broncos. You've got the Browns. We, we've still got the Broncos. You the know, Browns are already beat the Broncos. Oh, you know. the, Browns, the Browns will probably desperately need that game to make the playoffs if they're going to make them. So, you know, and that's last week of the season. So, no, no, Browns no way. Is in two weeks. There's Browns two weeks. Yeah, yeah. I got the them. Who's the last Chargers one? Chargers in week 18. Chargers, Chargers the last yeah. one. Right, okay. So, yeah. you know, it's just, there's no way. There's just no way with two, let's say at most we win three of those games. So we might mm-hmm. we might beat the Broncos. We might beat the Browns. Who's the other one? Pick one out, Colts and Chiefs. I don't know. Chargers can, Chargers can always get the best. Yeah, do you know what I mean? They've but, always got that ability to do that. No, it's just not happening. You're at home, there's, as well. there's no way, you know. The, the it doesn't matter, is, we're I'm... playing worse at home than we are away. It's absolutely insane. Well, only by one game, I'm looking at your looking at your how's this happened, now? Dave? How have we now got into a kind of family support group for Punk to make him feel better about his team. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> he's completely no. taken away a Washington win. We should be talking about how well the, the Washington football team's played. And now we're just talking about, you know, no, we shouldn't feel better. Fake no, no, Washington. No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> it, I mean, I, I've got respect for what Washington do under difficult yeah. circumstances with their Muppet owners. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and, and I like several members of their team. I, I, I'm reasonably fond of Washington as an organisation. I mean, mm. not Lions or the Broncos or anything, but you know. Can I ask a question, um, Dave? Is there a single team in the NFL that you don't have a soft spot for Steelers. or an affiliation for? Or, oh, you know? I mean, other than, other than the three I've aforementioned, and probably the Jets and the Giants, then yeah, that's <laughs> all of them. <laughs> Everyone else. Half the league, um, yeah. After league, um, no. I, so yeah, I'm God. looking at your schedule now. In the last five games, I I, I have been probably because I ignore the Raiders quite a lot in the same way that you ignore the Broncos. Um, but looking at your actual results, you're not kidding. I mean, you you played the Giants and you only scored 16, losing that game. Then you played the yep. Chiefs, you only scored 14 in that game. Then you played yep. the Bengals, lost that one of course. Then you lo- played the Bengals, lost that game, only scored 13. So that's 16, yep. 14, and 13 in the consecutive games. Then yep. you played the Cowboys and put 36 past them. Mm-hmm. Then you played Washington and put 15 past them. So in, in mm-hmm. four games, you scored you know, 16 points or less. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I get your point. The stupid thing is the defence has come back to us a bit because the defence is doing its job. It's holding teams down, you know, to reasonable you figures. Cause, cause We're not falling massively behind. And the offence is just in the bed every single time they play. I've had enough. I'm done. Anyway, season's over. You, you've only got the Chiefs. Let's move on. Now, so. who's, who's going number one in the draft? <laughs> You're nowhere near number one in the draft. You're nowhere. No, I know near we're not. But <laughs> I'm just, you know, 
enough talk of this season. Let's move on to draft right. season. Do you know what? After well, all of that, you're still, above, you're still above the Broncos in the AFC. <laughs> Absolutely, <yeah>. we are. <laughs> Absolutely, <man>. we are. <laughs> Quick bit of injury news from the game. So, first of all, Logan Thomas potentially has torn his ACL and MCL, as, as per recording. We don't know the exact extent of that. And Kenyon Drake broke his ankle. He was also done for the year. Um, he was quite upset about the horse colour tackle that he suffered um, when he got that injury. I was quite Can't outspoken after the game. Don't don't blame him at all. Yeah, they, they need to be able to stamp down this a bit more. But, uh, there you go. Yeah, horse colour tackle was nasty things um even even back in back in the day when they were allowed you know you frequently see knees being popped and ankles being broken and stuff it's why they got outlawed but mm. yeah i mean you know it, it is a crying shame for kenyan drake but hey at least he can rest up and doesn't have to take part in the fast <laughs> that will be the rest of the race he's got to watch it now yeah i mean yeah, he, he, a, he can chill out he can, he can go and watch godzilla versus kong or something you know he, he doesn't have to worry he can go and watch the new spider-man movie a few times is that any over good? the next few silver weeks can't he say silver linings you know let's move is on spider-man movie any good is it i don't know yet it's not out yet is it now oh, no a couple of weeks I'm not let's move on track. I'm looking Let's forward to the new screen movie. There you go. <laughs> All right, good. Let's go. Let's go on to the next game. <laughs> to Pittsburgh. Ben Roethlisberger threw his second fourth quarter touchdown pass to Deontay Johnson, and the ensuing two-point conversion to Pat Fryermuth gave Pittsburgh a seven-point lead with less than two minutes remaining. But Lamar Jackson overcame a false start and a sack during the Ravens' eight-play, 60-yard scoring drive. Jackson also converted a pair of third downs, including the third and 14, which resulted in a six-yard touchdown grab by Sammy Watkins. But rather than turn to star kicker Justin Tucker for an almost automatic 35-yard extra point, the Ravens went for the knockout punch. Cue a pass that tickled the fingers of tight end Mark Andrews before falling to the ground incomplete, and the Steelers come away with a vital win. The final score here was the Ravens 19, Steelers 20. Look at that. Look, the, Raven, uh, the Ravens lose because, you know, they're going for a win rather than drawing it, and the Steelers win, you know, with their quarterback not throwing it 50 times in a game and actually having a run game. I know. This is revolutionary stuff. If only this they knew earlier. We've never seen told. it. If only someone had told them. <laughs> oh, the key to success, yeah. yeah. And also, oh, yeah. Let's, let's not forget the, the Steelers' defense. I mean, Lamar was sacked seven times in this game. What had a career high three and a half sacks? And Chris Wormley, who we got from the Ravens in the trade last year, he got two and a half sacks. He was everywhere in this game. He was so impressive at defensive tackle. And then he, Minka Fitzpatrick picked him off in the end zone as well. So really good defensive performance, something we've been lacking a little bit over the last few weeks, especially I'm thinking about Cincinnati and other such performances. But this week, although we did nothing in the first half, really, uh, yeah, it all came together in the fourth, as usual. 17 points in the fourth quarter. And that stopped. I was going to say, I think, I think it was the second Johnson touchdown was really really impressive um and i thought cam hayward had killed lamar jackson when he sacked him <laughs> i mean if it's that thing where you, you hit them and then go through them Bold it's almost up. like you know where you punch through the target that's kind of what he did and i was expecting a flag and it didn't come but mm-hmm. you know it, it was a good defensive performance but it's simple man just you know run the ball effectively that's all you've got to do your dead your lack of dedication to the run is almost impressive but you ran the ball and you won the game. It's, it's, it's not rocket science. No. And this is low scoring. And having said, having said that, I mean, the you know, if, if the Ravens secondary hadn't been quite so banged up, yeah, they probably would have taken it to overtime. And then it's anybody's game again. 
but you know, oh, they decided that they decided that they were too banged up, didn't want to risk getting more players, so went for it there and then. And fair play to Harbour, you know, I I like that kind of coaching. I like I coaches don't. that decisive, make the decision, go, you know what, let's just win the game now, forget about it. <laughs> I like I like a coach who will say rather than saying okay let's let's just go for it now and you know depend on the talent of the player and depend on almost to a certain degree a little bit of luck take it to overtime and let me out coach the other side and let me go and win it it's almost like the Ravens were afraid to lose it I if if I'm well, a the coach, pro, the pro, well no I'd I don't want think it they to were afraid so to I lose it I think it was a case of they're running all over us they've already scored seventeen points in this quarter there's no way this defense will hold up uh, playing overtime. So, you know, I think it's well, you just... you got to do win the toss. I'd, I'd rather take the chance and win the toss. Wow. I think but it's different. It's, like Roberto Aguayo as your kicker, but you've got Justin Tucker and, you you know, if it was me, yeah. I would have taken the extra point, gone to overtime, because knowing the Steelers' luck, they wouldn't have won the toss and they would just let Lamar walk into the bloody end zone on the next drive. So what I'm very happy they went for it. They almost won it. Yeah. They, they almost won it still. What? I mean, Mark Andrews touched the ball. They, they got the, the play done. There wasn't. If mm. he had caught the ball, we wouldn't have stopped him. So it would have been a touchdown. It was a drop from the Ravens. They lost it rather than us particularly winning it. Having said that, we did play really well in the second half. First half was awful to watch in many ways, but um, 7-3 at halftime. But yeah, <laughs> second half yeah. was a lot better. <laughs> was a lot second better. half was phenomenal. Yeah. So uh, what, what's your beef with Roberto Aguirre anyway? What's your, what's I'm not saying. I'm just saying he's no Justin Tucker. And he got. He's one of my. He's he's one of my favourite players to ever have played for the Buccaneers. <laughs> well, that's not. I love it. <laughs> that's not a long <laughs> list, is there? Of Buccaneers players, you're like. Let's move on. Let's move on. Another tight game where Seattle snapped a three-game losing streak, but it wasn't easy as a number of mistakes gave the 49ers a chance for a tying touchdown at the end. Gerald Everett was responsible for three turnovers, capping a fumbling at the San Francisco two with four minutes remaining, and Seattle on the cusp of a clinching score. Jimmy Garoppolo then led the 49ers down to the Seattle three-yard line, but his third down pass for Trent Sherfield was broken up by Sidney Jones, and his fourth down pass was deflected at the line of scrimmage by Carlos Dunlap. Dunlap had got a safety earlier in the game as well. Russell Wilson got touchdown passes to D. Eskridge and Tyler Lockett. Adrian Peterson popped up after just signing with the team to tie Jim Brown for 126 career touchdowns. Travis Homer also got a 76-yard fake punt score on the opening drive for Seattle, which was pretty fun to watch. Best performance for the Niners came from George Kittle, having nine catches for 181 yards and two touchdowns. The final score in the clink was the 49ers 23, Seahawks 30. Yeah, I think the 49ers uh, really missed um, having a big a big body wide receiver mm. that they could just give the ball to and just fight for those extra yards. Uh, and it kind of showed. I mean, it, it was the reliance on Kittle really to to do that job specifically. Um, but I thought Garoppolo had a decent game. The Seahawks just outplayed them. It almost looks like Russ is back. That's what it looks like. For the last couple of weeks I've been saying, he does not look fit. He looks fit now. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's that division, man. The 49 has been on great form, and then and the Seahawks have been sucking recently, and now it's gone the other way. I mean, football, bloody hell, division football <laughs> as well. Division football, oh, as well. you no, can't ever crazy. guarantee a win. Ah, well, for the most part, anyway. Yeah, there was one shocking thing of this game. Um, DK Metcalf's hair, what are you doing, son? Have you seen that? It's quite bright, it's a perfect lock of. What was it? Golden blonde hair. He looks bloody stupid. But there you go. He had great hair before as well. It was green before. This is me giving. This is me giving tips on. Yeah, hair Dave. 
yeah, careful, your are uh, I can't really make any <laughs> accusations. Um, well, it's nice to see, nice see Adrian Peterson going number 10 overall in uh, in touchdowns alongside Jim Brown, though. It's got to... I couldn't give a toss. Oh, Punk, Punk come on, speak up for the, uh, not, the, the classic players. No, I mean, it, you know, obviously Jim Brown played in an era even before my time where it was a lot tougher but and all the teams ran and so on and so forth so you know anytime you get a modern day player that in this you know three four wide receiver set teams that are running the ball and and doing what Adrian Peterson's doing it's you know I'm amazed he hasn't retired yet to be honest um but he still wants to keep going and I don't know who's next on the list but I'm sure if he's working his way around if it's not too far away you know I'm sure he'd like top three yeah, it's, it's the fact that it's the fact that he'll be without a club, and then he'll get signed like instantly. So it's not as though he's going to train with people and then sort of getting released, and people going, oh, "I'm not sure." You know, he he was he wasn't released previously because he wasn't any good. He was released purely for cap reasons, and that was it because he was coming in a one year deal. Um, so he's being picked up by teams. It shows he's still got a lot left in the tank. Yeah, he, he, you know, I still trust Adrian Peterson from five yards out to get in the end zone. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Okay. Let's do a quick run through on some of the more predictable results then, shall we? The Arizona Cardinals got another win. This time at the 4-8 and Chicago Bears. Andy Dalton threw four interceptions. Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins were back. Hopkins got a touchdown. Kyler ran into himself and got another pass to James Conner. David Montgomery was the lone bright spark for the Bears, but this was over from the end of the first quarter. The final score at Soldier Field was the Cardinals 33, Bears 22. And Roquan Smith was also a big... Um, bonus for them as well. A couple of mm. key key tackles where if he would have been beaten, then uh, it, it would have been touchdowns. But yeah, no, I agree. It was it was a pretty pants game for the Bears. A good team being a bad team. Yes, <laughs> what you <laughs> said. Yeah. It's, it's Fields. It's Fields injured. I'm assuming. He's yeah, injured. he's not. He's not been banned. He's, he's playing for the Bears. I mean, you know, <laughs> he's going to be injured. He's going to be injured. At, you know, well, I mean, after that first game he played early enough, he's actually murdered. Day, yeah. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's still recovering from another injury. He's still recovering from that first game, let alone being in the You know, you're in December now, you're all playing hurt. Mm. Next game, and the Giants were unable to overcome having Mike Glennon under centre with Daniel Jones out with a neck injury. Glennon completed 52% of his 44 throws. Tour on the other side was much more clinical with his passing and got two passing touchdowns to Matt Collins and Isaiah Ford. Three field goals from Graham Gano was all the Giants could muster as the Dolphins have now won five in a row. The final score in Florida was the Giants nine, Dolphins 20. I think I saw some stat that no team has ever started one and seven and then been seven and seven. Yeah. Um, which they'll go to next week if they win. I didn't realise how good a form the Dolphins were in, if I'm honest. They kind of passed quite, by a little bit. Yeah. It's, I, I, it's because they haven't really beaten anybody, though. They, they've well, all been... Beat the Ravens. They've all been in this run. Yeah. In this yeah, run, yeah, so they but... lost to the Bills. Then they beat the Texans, Goliath. Then they beat the Ravens. I mean, you've got to give them some credit on that. But then it was the Jets, the Panthers, and the Giants. You're right. I'll concede you're 100 percent right. That's why I've not paid it's... much attention to it. It's like the Broncos yeah. four and zero style. It's rubbish. And, and it's the other thing is they're not really smashing teams out of the park either. It's you know 20 yeah. to 10. You know, there's, there's no real. I still don't trust the Dolphins, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I think they're right. I think they're it's just one of those right. teams that very much kind of like the Raiders to a degree, just less up and down, but just middle of the road, do some things well, um, and week to week, 
they might win a few games against poorer teams or teams with injuries, but they're never really going to yeah, upset the apple cart or That's be anyone particularly good. Is there any criticism that cuts as deep as you're a bit like the Ravens? Core blimey, you're a bit rough there, man. Come on. Well, you know, someone's <laughs> they've got, got to be. Me. They've got to be favourites to win the next two games after their bye week as well. The Jets and then the Jets Saints. The Saints. So, I mean, they've got the Titans after that, and the Titans love losing to a bad team or a form team at least. Yeah, they, yeah. But you think, you think they'd have some of their players back by then, like AJ Brown and Julio Jones, hopefully. Um, and then they've yep. got New England on the on week eighteen, and that can go either way. Because the Dolphins no, love beating back. the love, they love beating the Patriots. They'll lose that. Well, you say so, but I've seen enough Miami miracles to uh, know better than that. So <laughs> that was that. Anyway, uh, yeah. So next game, six touchdowns in the first half of the game between the Eagles and the Jets looked like two brawlers going head down, swinging. Shame the second half didn't see a single touchdown to match the pace. Zach Wilson was going toe to toe with Gardner Minshew after Jalen Hurts was deemed too injured to suit up. Minshew put up awesome numbers in relief, though. He finished 20 of 25 pass attempts for 242 yards, two touchdowns, and a rating of 133. Dallas Goddard hauled in two scores from Minshew. Miles Sanders ran one in for the Eagles. The Jets scored on catches from Elijah Moore, Ryan Griffin, and a Zach Wilson run. The second half saw three field goals for the Eagles' Jake Elliott to ease Philly away. The final score in East Rutherford was the Eagles' 33, Jets' 18. I saw something in this game I haven't seen all season. And that is an Eagles quarterback who looks comfortable in the pocket. I knew. Even off the field, <laughs> you're going to make a comment about Jalen Hurts. <laughs> no, no about Jalen Hurts. It's a comment about Gardner Minshew. Exactly. Why is the glass always half empty? No, it wasn't. You said for the first time this season. You're not watching the Eagles. It was the first time this season. Minshew hasn't played yet, has he? So. Minshew was brilliant. I mean, Miles Sanders was phenomenal. Is that ability, Miles Sanders' ability to get hit and then just continue going rolling forward um, to gain the killer yards. I mean, it, the Eagles were amazing in this game. I mean, it was against the Jets. So, you know, let, let's calm your Jets a little bit there. Older listeners. A little, cool a little your Jets. For you. cool, cool your, your jets. jets. What did I say? Calm your calm Jets. Calm your Jets. Yeah. <laughs> yes, little is making the difference. Yeah. No, Minshew was brilliant. Really, really good. Um, I said a while ago, his performances when he came, first popped up for the Jags had earned himself a, a decade-long career as a backup. I think he's probably just extended that by another two or three years with that performance because he came in and did a job. Um, playbook's going to be still be relatively new to him. He's only been there for, what, six, seven, eight weeks, something like that. And he came in, absolutely killed it. So, yeah, well done. But he's a similar type of quarterback to Hurts. You know, he can use his legs. He's not just a stand-in-the-pocket no, guy. He's always, you know, he looked good in Jacksonville as a kind of pocket passer, but also able to scramble a little bit. And yeah, I'm, I'm surprised they managed to get him for so little. You know, I know that yeah, Brian Burner was screaming six, for him for, the, for the, yeah. the Broncos last season. So yeah, yeah, there's a market out yeah. there for him. Still is. Yeah, Brandon Perner only wants him because he's got a beard. He does look good. And he had that top gun outfit he walked in the stadium on. That's pretty cool <laughs> as well. Uh, I mean, you got to <laughs> give him props for that. Oh yeah, always. The Atlanta Falcons squared up to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the first 11 minutes of their game. They were right in that game as well. Mike Davis ran on the touchdown to equal the Leonard Fournette score on the opening drive. But when Cameron Brake caught a touchdown pass on the next drive, the Buccaneers would never give up the lead again. Even when Tom Brady threw a pick six to Marlon Davidson, the Falcons managed three punts and a fumble in the second half. Tampa got two further scores from Gronk as the final score ended. The Buccaneers 30, Falcons 17. This was the most obvious game. Nothing. Just yeah, sorry. Falcon, <laughs> Buccaneers are good. Falcons are crap. Get on with it. Come on. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. 
Sorry, I am. There's nothing. just nothing to say about that game at all. Well, if there was yeah. nothing to say about that game, time for a shutout. The Indianapolis Colts were on a mission in Houston. Getting an interception on the first play of the game, Jonathan Taylor got two touchdowns and almost 150 yards in another video game-style performance. There were also touchdowns for Ashton Doolin and Dion Jackson as Indy laid on the hurt. Tyrod Taylor did get injured, a hyperextension in his wrist, but the reports were he was still able to play, but Texans head coach David Culley decided to play Davis Mills instead anyway. The final score in Houston, though, was the Colts 31, Texans nothing. Zip. Nada. Wouldn't, wouldn't be another fantasy game. Um, Jonathan Taylor is so good. I mean, I'm the missing this week. He's on a bike. <laughs> you might have to actually win a game. I feel like on for a hide in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I picked him from the second round. You lot didn't. So pipe down, all right? I was picking 12th. Um, so no, again, it's, it's exactly what we said about the last game. Good team beating bad team. Um, I got nothing. Punk? Run to the Colts. Move on. Down to the Colts. <laughs> okay. Five, five word review. Yeah. I'm going to say, you know, I mean, you know, the Texans are just dreadful. They, they, they just need to do something different. But do you know what? A you bit, know. a bit of positive that I will say about the Texans, and I'm not going to harp on long about it, but the players don't look defeated. No. It's still effort. They're just not good well, enough. This, they're all playing for, for. NFL contracts for next year you know what I mean it's, you know, whether you're playing the, the Texans or the Buccaneers it makes no difference you're still in the NFL you're still a player in the NFL but, but you only get seen it keep being a player times. in the NFL if you put effort in we've all seen it a hundred times where players have just stopped playing for whatever reason the motivation's not there they're still trying they're just not very good unfortunately and it, you know it's, it's a bit of a shame but it is what it is you know they're, they're still trying they're just not very good mm. Okay. That's nice to have a positive there. The Rams get a chance to snap their three-game losing skid at home to Jacksonville, and they took it. The Rams had a rushing touchdown from Sony Michelle, who had over 100 yards rushing, and receiving touchdowns from Van Jefferson, OBJ, and Cooper Cup. Cup having yet another 100-plus yard game. Jacksonville scored one touchdown in the second quarter with a run from Carlos Hyde, but that was it. A paddling out west ended Jaguars 7, Rams 37. This was a mauling. I mean, it wasn't even close. The, the Rams took the foot off the gas in the fourth quarter. It, it was absolutely, it was a complete and utter mauling. Yeah. Um, at the risk of repeating ourselves and saying it's a good team versus a bad team, mm-hmm. we've got to the end of the season. It, we kind of know the identity of many of the teams. And it was. It was just a, a good team versus a bad team. Sorry, it just was. There's not a huge amount you can say about it. We fully expected... Um, the Rams to beat the Jags and they did they handed it to them on a plate absolutely let's talk about a game that's got a bit more to it then so the Bengals put themselves in the 24 point hole to start this game with a sack fumble of Joe Burrow and a Jamar Chase bobble interception being roundly jumped on by the Chargers two touchdowns to Keenan Allen and the Jalen Guyton touchdown with the Philly special two point conversion from Keenan Allen to Herbert had the home fans rocked but touchdowns for T Higgins a Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon run had the Bengals back to just two points away but the fourth quarter saw the comeback fall apart. Tavon Campbell had a 61-yard fumble recovery touchdown. There was the typical Austin Eckler score and then another Bengals interception, this one by Chris Harris. Put this one out of reach for Cincinnati and the final score in Ohio was the Chargers 41, Bengals 22. Yeah, this was a great game. Um, as you say, early on, it looked as though the Chargers were going to run away with it and then you had the comeback to end all comebacks and uh, I stupidly put an in-play bet on the Bengals when uh, when it was <laughs> relatively close and uh, so I only lost a quid 
<laughs> it's not the end of the world. But, I mean, the odds were amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, it, the Chargers being the Chargers, trying their best to lose it, um, but now they've got the talent to overcome that. It was, it was a very good game. And I think you, we're seeing flashes of the Bengals falling apart, but Joe Burrow being talented enough to bring them back, which is something they haven't, they haven't had a quarterback who can claw them back into games. I mean, Jim, you'll know more about when the last time for Carson Palmer, maybe that was that the last time they had a quarterback who could bring them back into games. No, but now, <laughs> well, now they've got that. Now they've got Joe Burrow who it's kind of, you've got the feeling it's never over. He's mm. calm. You know I mean? he's, 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 he never panics. It's one of the things I like about Burrow. Yeah. And, you know, I think a few weeks ago when we did our, uh, I think it was a Patreon around uh, which of the quarterbacks from this class would you take to, to set your franchise up on. The only reason I didn't take Burrow was because of his injury um, and not knowing how he'd come off that knee. But to be fair to him, he looks just as good and it doesn't look like the knee causes him any issues whatsoever. Um, but yeah, he's, he's very calm. You, you, like you were saying, Dave, you never feel like he's panicking or, you know, even 20 points down, you always think he's got something in him to come back or he can, you know, hit hit Jamar Chase for something big and get them going. So, yeah, I mean, kudos to the Bengals and, and you know, to a degree, kudos to the Chargers as well because, you know, the jungle's never an easy place to go and play, even when the Bengals are bad, you know, the fans are demented so they're almost as bad as the dog hound but you know it's it's something about it's, ohio in it ohio state's exactly yeah, the same yeah yeah exactly you know but no one likes playing i think the i think the bengals bengals they, they are a young team and they're building and you know i think they've got a really good foundation there for the next few years and if yeah, they, the problem you know, is it's the bengals they'll fuck it up somehow they won't do well, something in free agency. But we'll got, you're we'll right, see, they've got a good basis. Even I their offensive think, line's looking half decent. They spent some money yeah, on that offensive exactly. line. Talk about that. Yeah. I think what they're going to focus on, because they've now got a proper wide receiver core there. They've got two. They've got a first and a second round pick as their one and two wide receivers. Joe Mixon's getting into a kind of prime of his career at the moment. They need probably a better tight end, um, and they really need to focus on getting some defensive pressure. They need better defensive mm. ends, outside linebackers, you know, defensive tech. They need that front seven to be a bit more scary, I think. But other than that, I think they're they're getting there. And also Zach Taylor's a good head coach. I think they're yeah. they seem more stable, he, which is very worrying. He was, I mean, he is an AFC North fan, um, of a rival team. But I think well, they're, he was they're the quarterback coach. For... Sorry, he was the quarterback coach for Jared Goff when Goff was in um uh, the Rams and he was yeah. there for the first season and he was one of the reasons we saw the big step up and that was one of the reasons he was taken um, for the Bengals mm-hmm. uh, and you know after he left the Rams there was a, I'm not going to say a significant drop off but he didn't look as good as he did in that second season that second season for, for me was his best season and I know that there was uh, some success that came after that but let, you know let's just think about it this way the Rams are seven and five uh, sorry the Bengals are seven and five the Bengals are seven yeah. and five. I mean, when, yeah, when was the last time that happened? Yeah, when was the last time that happened? I mean, genuinely, it's it's, it's astonishing that, that this is the case. I mean, they're they're second in the AFC North. I I believed it could be a good season. I didn't think it could be this good. And in terms of team leaders, they're joint fourth in terms of sacks. So yes, they're not getting individual pressures. And you mentioned about 
defensive pressure. They've got 32 sacks this year. The best in the league is Pittsburgh with 37. So they're not a million miles behind. They just, I think they need individual, so they need to go and spend something in free agency. That's what they need to do. They haven't done that for a long, long time. But you're right about the tight end as well. Okay, one for the purists on Sunday night. The Denver Broncos at the Kansas City Chiefs. The touchdown on the Chiefs' first drive with Patrick Mahomes running in a 10-yard score himself. The game then goes to sleep until halftime. The second half starts with Mahomes getting picked by Pat Satan. Teddy Bridgewater repaid the favour by throwing one to Chiefs' safety, Juan Thornhill. A second pick, this time by veteran safety, Daniel Sorensen, was taken back 75 yards for a touchdown. The big positive for Denver has to be running back rookie Javante Williams, who got the Broncos only touchdown on the following drive and ended with 178 scrimmage yards. The final score was the Broncos 9, Chiefs 22. I think this highlighted all of the problems the Broncos have. Um, we just don't have... We know that key moment when you need a player, uh, a quarterback who's going to make that key play. We, we just don't have that. We dominated all phases of the ball. Defensively, we were better. We had more, more rushing yards, more passing yards, higher yards per play, um, more time in possession. We, just, we were just missing the X factor and we've missed it for God knows how long. The one, the one question I wanted to ask though, and it, it's kind of a moral dilemma, so it's coming away from the whole sort of Chiefs Broncos thing. So the, the rushing touchdown that Jim mentioned Pat Mahomes had, he ran into the end zone and Pat Satan could have lit him up and stopped uh, stopped him at the one. But it was kind of almost like there's a gentleman's agreement where he let him run into the end zone because he knew it was going to happen anyway and it didn't go in for the big hit. And it happened a couple of times. Should that be a thing or, or once you're out of the pocket, should should they be unprotected and you'd be allowed to really give it to them as though there were any other... If that had been a running back, he would have got torched it would have been giving everything to him you know leaning into him nailing him as hard as he can because it was a quarterback like kind of, legally you can but it's that gentleman's agreement if it was me I would have lit him up I would have I would no have such thing as a gentleman's agreement in the NFL mate shouldn't be but in if this, you have the chance to hit the quarterback you hit the quarterback if you look at the Mahomes touchdown Mahomes just literally strolled in and Patsatan had the opportunity to really go at him you know is at the right angle and it, it just let him it happened in a couple of games I saw this 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 week as well so Patsatan does sure like that it, on but... my team then he's getting weeks weeks fine because yeah. you know I wasn't I wasn't overly happy about it I'm not, not going to be honest I'm, I'm going to be honest I wasn't overly happy I'm just like it's him and nail him this guy's ruined our franchise for ages just hit him and hurt him but I mean, for for obvious reasons, I haven't watched this game, but you know, it's, it's <laughs> you one of those. Miss, you, it sound, it, you know, it sounds like one of those real feisty, up-and-coming snooze no, fests. No, do you know what it was? Do you know what it was? So, I guarantee you've had this against the Chiefs as well. The Chiefs were crap, but they yeah, yeah. soundly. They still just do enough. Do you know what I mean? It, it was, yeah. It's so frustrating because they did nothing brilliantly, but they were just efficient. The run game was yeah. awful. I mean, obviously, it's Clyde Edwards hilarious. It's going to be awful. Um, but they, they convert downs, they keep possession, and they just do what they need to do, and they come out the side with a win. Over one score win. It's, it's that's the Chiefs. That's, yeah. that's the way they play. You know, it is literally a case of keep moving the chains. We know we're going to get there eventually. We will score points. Um, and our defence somehow has turned round into becoming one of the top three or four defences in the league over the last few weeks. So pick six by Sorensen as well, you know. I'm sure uh, yeah, Dave, who I'm I'm pretty certain Dave right. Dave Rates is the worst safety in football. So <laughs> you know that's got, uh, that I mean, would have gone down there. well. 
he's up there. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't care who catches the ball. To be honest, for the for the for the Chiefs, I, don't, I genuinely don't care who catches it. Um, I I just I I don't want to lose to the Chiefs anymore. It's what it's thirteen in a row or something stupid like that. <laughs> yeah. lost to the Chiefs. I've had enough. I've had a, and you're half even them, not even, against the Chiefs. They've not so. even played well half of them. I mean, it's it's, it's embarrassing. It's like coming. Up, imagine two boxers going in, and one of them just like, yeah, I've not trained. Just not trained at all. And then goes in and just knocks you out from doing nothing. It's like just jabs your head off and knocks you out in the third round. You're like, come on, man, I'm better than this. It's just frustrating. It's just frustrating. And if I'm a Chiefs, if I'm a Chiefs fan listening to this, I am loving this. For those of you doing any drinking bingo to this game, you've got your boxing reference from Dave. So. That's a shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there'll be there'll be a football one, another football one later yeah. on as well. Tell me something good about Javante Williams then, Dave, because you must be happy about this boy. Yeah, I mean he's brilliant. I mean, so for a while now we've been having this sort of shared backfield, which has been one of the few things that um, Pat Shermer has done really well. When we play at home, we have an obvious advantage. The fact that we're a mile. No one high. else can breathe. Yeah, no one else can breathe. And yeah, and it's it's. I mean, it's your fault. You know, you're playing there twice, so you prepare for it. Um, <laughs> I was like, you're playing there once, so yeah. It, it's. It, I think it's. It's nice to see um, him being given the opportunity. The opportunity was given to him for so many carries because Melvin Gordon was injured. Um, there's a fairly good chance Melvin Gordon is not going to be a Bronco this time next year because there's a huge great big out that the Broncos can walk through in his contract which is I fully expect them to do or renegotiate it um, and it's nice to see you know he was he, he's really effective because yeah it was 170 odd yards and it was it was it was effective running as well which is the best thing because how many times have we seen a player get 100 and something yards and it just be because you've had 60 touches or something stupid like that and you just barrowed it three and a half yards each time, Zeke. Yeah. You know, that it, it wasn't that. It was effective inside, outside running. It was so yeah, I mean, I, I can't I can't be happier with his performance rating. The only thing that was annoying, I didn't start in fantasy in one of my other leagues and lost because of it. I had the same problem. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. So there's the Sunday games done. We've just got Monday night and yay, what a game. The Patriots went to Oxford <laughs> Park to face the division rival Buffalo Bills. The first touchdown went to New England as Damian Harris took the ball 64 yards up the middle. Brandon Bolden got the two-point conversion on the very windy evening. The next drive saw the Bills punting, but Nikhil Harry managed to let the ball graze his helmet, which can be very painful, and it was recovered by Buffalo. The next play, Josh <laughs> Allen finds Gabriel Davis to make it 8-7. After this, it was a tale of field goals made. Nick Folk made both of his for the Pats. Tyler Bass made one of his two for the Bills. Mac Jones completed 66% of his three passes in this game for 19 yards as the Patriots ran the ball 46 times. According to Elias Sports, the Patriots had the fewest yards passing and became the first team to attempt just one pass in the first half since at least 1978. Truly a Christian Ponder-esque performance from Mac. The final score was the Patriots 14, Bills 10. thing is, that's an amazing stat, but you know the only stat that matters? They won the game. won, exactly. Their rushing and, attack and, might just this be is, the best in the NFL because they've got Damon Harrison, um, Ramondre Stevenson, who I picked up in fantasy, and he's just a downhill rudder. Brandon, Brandon Bolden reminds me of Alex Collins. He's just that big-bodied back who can play inside now. So, yeah, their they're rushing attack. If it's still working, just keep on running the ball, and that's what they did. So you've got to hand it to them fair play, and they ran the clock down superbly. The evil empire is just rising again, isn't it? It's <laughs> yeah. It's... 
It's, it's a second Death Star. sickening, to be honest. Huh? It's the second Death Star. They built another one. No, no, we, we, we built the second Death Star. But <laughs> I don't understand all of these references because I've not seen <laughs> Star Wars. Someone's got to take a drink. Star Wars. Even though it's Star Wars. Reference. I knew it was Star Wars. <laughs> but it's, you know, the Emperor has, has once again figured out ways to beat teams that are good teams and you know, in theory, should be winning their division. Um, but, I mean, geez, going into the playoffs, no one's going to want to play the Patriots, are they? No. Let's be what honest. Was, what was brilliant, though, is in the second half at one point, um, Belichick sent, or oh, sorry, the, the offense was sent out there from uh, his T-boy. I forget what his bloody name is now. He's a former Broncos head coach, for God's sake. Yeah. McDaniels sent out the uh, the offense. There was a three wide receiver set and two tight end, and he ran it. I'm like, you cheeky bastard. <laughs> it was like on like a third and six as well. I'm like, oh, that is amazing. I mean, the ball was on him to do that. If you've got you got to hand it on a one score game as well. Um, I've got no issue with this. I've got no I, issue with I, it whatsoever. I would love to know whether Belichick game plan to only throw it three times, or was it once he saw how bad the weather was there that he suddenly switched it up and went, just run. Yeah. I want to know whether how far in advance he made that decision. Yeah. I mean, we've all done it on Madden where you play a game and you're, just, you're averaging seven yards of running. You go, all right, I'll keep on running it then. I mean, Damian yeah, Harris was averaging, he was averaging 11.1 yards a run. That's dirty. Right. That is right. dirty. So it's I've got no issue with the Patriots this season because Tom Brady's not there and it's the second coming. It's a different team. I, I've got absolutely no issue with it whatsoever. For me, the evil empires moved to to Tampa. That that's wait weird. Until, the wait until Mac Jones is is going for his ninth Super Bowl victory, Dave. Yeah. Then I'll hate them. Then, when, then I'll hate them. Yeah. Then exactly. I'll hate them. <laughs> well, not even ninth. When he's going for his second, or even his first, I'll probably start hating them. <laughs> but he's a rookie quarterback who's come in. He's proven that he's a good player. Um I think they're scheming for him brilliantly and just have the balls to come in. And just only throw it three times. I think it's brilliant. I think it's genius. There was a game years ago with the Colts when it was um, when they were the Baltimore Colts, and I'm going back to sort of black and white days. Mm. And uh, there was a head the the opposition head coach said they can't run the ball, and they ran it on every single. They didn't throw it once. They ran it on every single play. I think Johnny Unitas was uh, the quarterback at the time, and they still had to scheme for it, and they ran it on every single play. And it's the only time. That that's ever happened in an NFL game. I'm not even sure if it was the NFL. It might have been the old AFL. AFL, yeah. But it was, um, yeah. Th- this reminded me of that, and I've I've no issue with it. No issue with it whatsoever. Baltimore well done, was Patriots. NFL, wasn't it? They transferred to the. No, they were, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they. No, you're right. You teams you are right. Three franchises that played both conferences, basically. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, Josh Allen completed fifty percent of his thirty throws, so it was able to throw the ball. It just. I thought they're protecting your quarterback, but that's that's insane. Um, yeah. <laughs> also, if you take away Josh Allen's 39 rushing yards, the Bills only managed 60 yards on 19 carries from their running back core. How how can you do I that mean, when the other side's running it so effectively? How can you not run the ball at all? Why still because as we've said all season this season and probably the last two seasons, the Bills don't have a proper running game. Their proper running game running back. is Josh Allen. Yeah, 
The thing is, though, and we've got something to liken it to. So the best run game in, in the league is the 49ers because it doesn't matter who the back is at the 49ers. Um, Kyle Shanahan creates schemes that allows any back to have success. Um, and the one back that's played for both teams is Matt Breda. And Breda had phenomenal success. Well, not phenomenal, but very good success for his um, caliber of player. And uh, he's now over with the Bills. And he's having zero success with the Bills. So is it just that they can't scheme a run? Because the way that the 49ers do it is genius. That you know they have play fakes and all sorts. They they change it during, during you know during the actual setup. It's that's something that Trey Lance has really got to 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 get used to. But it's almost like the Bills can't do it. It's just weird. It's been happening for so long. Jim, you and I both like Singletary. We're yeah. both Singletary fans from college. I, I don't understand it. I just don't understand it. You two have watched a lot more football than me in history. Do you ever remember a team who have the ability to be able to run the ball and just almost refuse to do it? Because I can't remember it to that happening. For me, I think they're scheming for Josh Allen rather than worrying about anything else. So they, they've made themselves a pass-heavy team because they've invested in Josh and he's got the arm to deliver it downfield. So they, they brought in Emmanuel Sanders. They brought in Stefan Diggs. They brought in Gabriel Davis, you know, They've always looked for that downfield threat. You know, when, it's like when they drafted Zay Jones. You know, he was a top mm. 10 draft pick because he was the deep threat that they've always wanted. They've always wanted to be a, a pass-heavy team, but they, they've always played better when they had someone like Frank Gore grinding yards out, you know. And, OJ. And, and, and Juice, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Going back even further. Um, the thing is, the argument to that, though, is if you've got a quarterback who's, you know, a downhill threat, run the ball because it creates more threats downfield, but also run the ball and, to protect him. I don't understand. And that's ex- that's exactly what those Super Bowl teams did with Thurman Thomas. Yeah. They would use Thurman Thomas to set everything up for Jim Kelly. You had a massive arm. Yeah? And then you've got Andre Risen and Cole on the outside. So, you know, it's, it's not that the Bills don't know how to do it. I think it's what Jim said. I think they're deliberately scheming away from it. And it just seems insane, to be honest. Yeah. It's a bit like the Steelers, love... you know. We've got a running back that can do it, but the, for whatever reason, the, the play calling doesn't doesn't go to him enough. It's, mm. it's like you know, if they just took a step back, maybe they're too close to a problem. You know, I'd love to see a video from someone like Brett Coleman who would it, who would break it down and you know show the reasons why they aren't doing it because it's obviously beyond my comprehension. Um, especially when the people on the opposite side who you're playing on this in the same conditions on the same night are doing it so effectively. I, I don't understand it. Sorry. I'll move, we'll move on because it's just me me being dumbfounded at the moment. <laughs> I don't think Brett would know why it's not happening. I think he would just point out what's, what is and what isn't happening and he does that <laughs> amazingly well. But yeah, I think, yeah, unless you've got an inside track with what Brian, Brian Dayball wants to do with the offense, then as, as far as I can see, they always want to go through Josh. They want to win the game through Josh Allen. Um, all the other pieces around him are just to kind of help him rather than a cohesive unit which is working in passing and running the ball but that's just my two benefits anyway might be completely wrong anyway those were the games so let's move on to the picks that we made for week 13 boys uh we always go through the week 13 wrongens uh this week we had well last week we had philly Sai, our very own philly Sai picking for the people and it was a much better week for everyone you'd, you'd be happy to know in the picks there were no uh, negative uh, under 500 scores no massacre the week before. Yeah, exactly. So, um, looking through it with the Chargers, we all picked the Bengals to win. Now, in the this is a bit of a controversial one, Dave, because in the podcast, you picked the Chargers, but on playactionpools.com, you picked the Bengals. So, you took a loss in that one. What? Oh, I'm taking a point back then. 
Well, you can't. No, you, know. you pick the Bengals, so... No, no, no. You, you change your pick so often. It's yeah, you flip flop Dave. We called you flip flop Dave last week, so um, you obviously forgot to change. No, 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 no. I forgot to change it, and yeah. you're you're carrying a point forward from like week three for everyone else. I'm doing the bloody same That's, thing. Sorry, I'm an extra point. That's an admin error. That's not the same as you picking a different team. It was mine. Mine was an admin error. Yours is an admin error. Eighteen. You're just trying to. Yeah. You're doing a drone better heads tails thing again. You can't do that, Dave. Right. Anyway, in your double headed coin. Yeah, we all picked. We all picked the Vikings to beat the sense. Lions. Obviously, the Lions somehow managed to win that game. Uh, I was on an island with the Texans. Oh, it was a divisional game. Everyone else went for the Colts. Washington against the Raiders. So, Punk, you and Philly Cy went for the Raiders. So, Dave and I got a, a point out of that one. I was the only person clever enough to pick the Steelers against the Ravens. So the three of you didn't get a point there. We all picked the 49ers to beat the Seahawks. So uh, we all took an L there. And then, Dave, you were on Patriot Island. We all picked the Bills for some reason to win that yeah. game at home, you know, in the in the cold. Stupid us. So, uh, yeah, it all works out that, Dave, you finished 10 and 4. 11. 10 and 4. 11. No, 10 and 4. No uh, shenanigans. Point. I'm so, you're not having it. Billy Cy and myself got nine and five, and Punky were eight. I had and a bad six. week. Eight and six. So I only won again from us. So you won again. It means that in the, the week. official table, Dave is on 120. The people have 117. 21. Punk has 115, and I have 113. So there we go. Now we are. <laughs> We are running the Pod versus the People contest with PlayActionPools.com, the newest and already best office sports pool hosting platform. We're able to enter our picks each week, tracking the ups and downs, the highs and the lows, the agony and the ecstasy of watching your picks live or die. If you want to use PlayActionPools to experience the same thing, then don't forget to use our discount code TFD for 10% off and help this company move forwards. They also have the Build Your Bankroll feature, which operates like a virtual sports book, allowing you to choose the games you want to pick and determine how many points you're willing to risk on each game. It makes us smile, so make sure you check them out. At playactionpools.com. That's playactionpools.com. And we need to move on then to week 14. Can I just say, it's getting a bit boring. When you, when you lot going to give me a challenge? Come on, step up. Oh, hell. Well, it's not. I blew it up. I blew it up. I was, I was <laughs> trying to close the gap and I just made some really bad errors. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Like picking my direct- own team. Is that a direct quote from Derek Carr? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Jesus. All right. Blow it up. Week 14, boys. Week 14. We need a new challenger. First of all, thank you very much, Sai, for uh, for getting involved, if only in that that small way uh, this season on the pod. Yeah, come Maybe on, we'll get si. you on. At some hey, what are you doing? You're not that busy still, are you? Well, he says he is. So let's look at uh, a new challenger then for week 14. This week, we have another Raiders fan, and it is Kimmy. Kimmy AKB is put in. Oh, Kimmy will do the week. right thing. Yeah, well, let's have a look. The, the slate starts on Thursday night with the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings. No, I'm only joking. No, I'm actually, you know what? I am. I'm going to go Vikings. Sod it. I'd, I'd put the Steelers. I'm going to change. I'm going to go Vikings. Please do. Now. Please do. Please do. Can't do you know what? Point. I'm, I'm really, really tempted just to go to the opposite of what Dave says on every single pick. <laughs> Do yep. it, do it, but, do it. You'll, but, get, you'll get through. But there are certain games where it would just be silly to do so. And I yeah. think this would be one. So I'm going Vikings. What? What? They just lost to the Lions. I mean, Vikings, Vikings. 
Vikings they just lost it. the Lions. They've got injuries galore, but they're not the Steelers and they're playing at high. The thing is, one thing you're not factoring into this is the Lions, uh, the Vikings might just be the best coached team in the NFL and they're going to bounce back after that negative, negative loss. <laughs> what, what is going on? <laughs> Am I in the upside down? What has happened here? How have you all just, if you just actually picked the Vikings? Yeah. Some great day trolling. Yeah. Vikings. You do that. You I've do that again. You're not having I've got, I've got it's play action pools. Lock I locked it in earlier. It's just got me one it's, step closer it's to the you. Vikings. Just it's the Vikings. I mean, I've got a lot of steps left. Don't worry about that. So I can mm, afford to throw mm. the occasional game. All right, away. all right. <laughs> well, not only have you two insulted my uh, my team, but also Kimmy's done it as well. Someone you, know you sound like one of those guys. You sound like one of those dogs who's shouting, uh, who's barking at the moon. Everyone else is wrong and you're right. <laughs> well, I was proved right last week. I'm proved right again. So, Sunday, let's yeah, go through these games. Good. The 49ers are at the Bengals. Ooh, 49ers, Bengals. Good game that, I both think, teams lost last week. Um, they did both lose last week, and I really do think the Bengals need this one if they're going to make the playoffs. So, I'm going with the uh, Tigers. Okay. I've put the 49ers mm-hmm. and I'm really trying to convince myself to, to change it over and I'm not sure I can. Just I, stay with I the think, 49ers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I want to go, go with instinct. Pick. Go with your instinct. Go with instinct. Although it didn't serve me well last week with the uh, with the Chargers, which I'm still taking a point for. But yeah, I'll go for You aren't taking it. Um, okay, okay, so it's 50-50 then because I've also gone for the 49ers. Kimmy went for the Bengals. Then we've got an AFC North divisional okay. matchup. It's the Baltimore Ravens at the Cleveland Browns. Oh, Ravens. All day. Although I have put the Browns. I'm swapping to the Ravens. <laughs> Ravens. Lopping. There you go. Over to I the Ravens. Okay. Punk, what are you doing? I'm going Browns. I'm going Browns. Why? Why Good not? Mary Mary. <laughs> going, going Browns. Browns have got to get it back together at some point. Have they? Ravens didn't look that good against you lot. No, No, but they grind bad teams. I'm going Browns. I'm going going Browns. Well, Kimmy's going to join you on that Browns train. So it's 50-50 again. I've also gone for the Ravens. Then we've got an AFC South matchup. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Tennessee Titans. Oh, Titans by 10. I mean, Titans Titans by by 20. Yeah. Oh, I'll take that. I'll take that bet. <laughs> it's a clean sweep. Everyone's gone for the Titans to win that game. Next up is an AFC West matchup. As we talked about it earlier, the Las Vegas Raiders at the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I mean, I'm interested to know what the two Ra- Ra- Raiders fans have done here, but obviously the Chiefs. Punk? I'm not picking. What do you mean not pick? You've got where you've got You're abstaining. I'm... I'm 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 not picking until I know everyone else's picks. <laughs> well, all right. Well, I've gone for the Chiefs. I mean, this is cheating. This and is Kimmy, cheating. who is a Everyone's Raiders gone. fan, has naturally gone for the Chiefs as well. So interesting. Mm. I'm going to go with the Raiders. Okay, Raider Island for Punk. After all your misery earlier on, you come back onto it. Excellent. At the, moon? the the New Orleans Saints are at the New York Jets. Oh, stinker. Mm. Oh, Jets. I'm going Jets on that one. No, you're supposed to go Saints. I've already gone Jets. <laughs> Sorry. What do you want me to do? This is why I'm winning, you see. Just copy me and you'll be fine. Pick with your heart, punk. That's all you can do. 
<laughs> Jets. Jets. I've also gone Jets. I think, now, I think the Saints. Are... Yeah, this is really interesting because Kimmy, <laughs> Kimmy is in a relationship with a Jets fan, but she's gone for the Saints. So I, I love this this move. She's gone all business for these picks. Absolutely. The Dallas Cowboys are at the Washington football team. Uh, NFC East mm, mm. divisional matchup. Dallas. I Washington. Dallas. I'll go Washington. Dave is on a Dallas Island. Yep. Everyone else has gone for the, the football team there. The Atlanta Falcons are at the Carolina Panthers. NFC South. I find it birds. hard to pick the Panthers. Dirty birds. Yeah, it feels Panthers. like the, the Falcons have turned a little bit of a corner. So yeah, I'll go Falcons. It's I just think the Falcons split, put up more more points than the Panthers can at the minute. Potentially, yeah. Yeah. who's the quarterback for the Panthers at the moment? Is it still Cam? Ish. Ish. It's quarterback Cam-ish. by committee until it until it's not. <laughs> yeah, still Cam. And then it's what PJ Walker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going. All right. So fifty fifty. Myself and Kimmy have gone for the Panthers. The Seahawks Crazy. are at the Texans. Oh God. What was it you said earlier the Titans have win by 20 points? Mm-hmm. Or a 24-point 24, 24 win. I'm going for Texans. Okay, that's great. <laughs> Imagine if the Texans won by 24 points. That would be amazing. They That'd might. Coupon buster. They, they might. Won't. No, Seahawks. Rusty's is fit. He's fine. Punk, you also going safe? Un- un- unfortunately, I think I have to follow suit in that. I just, I think Seahawks without Russell Wilson, I probably would go Texans, but Russell yeah. Wilson, I think, makes the difference. And yeah, I mean, okay. I think, I think he'd be struggling not to, not to pick the Seahawks. To be honest, it's a sweep. It's a sweep it for the Seahawks. Yeah, man who's blowing it up can't even bring himself to go for the Texans. That tells you everything <laughs> you need to know about you. The Detroit Lions are at the Denver Broncos. Come on, pressure for win. You know, you know. You know what you all want to say. You're all going to go for the Broncos. Come on. Come on. I want to hear those words. <laughs> Come on. I don't want to say it anymore. I was quite happy to say it a minute ago, but now... <laughs> I, I I will pick the home team. Yes, I'll also pick the home team, as has Kimmy. <laughs> so I guess that's a sweep, unless, Dave, you want to go against your team? Disgusting. Behave yourself. Well, they're both... Well, Team, so it makes no difference either way. It's the day bowl. It's the day bowl. It's like watching your wife having a fight with your mistress, isn't it? You can't. You want it to be. A, you want your wife to win, but you don't want it to be too bloody. You know your gumar, I believe it's called yeah, in Italian uh, American parlance. Don't don't <laughs> hack the bone. Just do it. Do, do enough to win it and just walk away. That's all you need. The New York Giants are at the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers. I can't. Is Daniel Jones? I don't know why I'm asking this because he's week to week. Garbage. But yeah, Daniel Jones is garbage anyway. But no, it's likely that Mike Lennon's going to be starting again. <laughs> Fair enough. I can't um, see how they beat the Charges. No, yeah, no. Charges. It's we, a sweep for the Charges. Then we've got. Where is it? It's in LA. San Diego. Oh, okay. San Diego. Oh, God, Jesus. <laughs> they're going to gonna play this. it in San Diego just for the fun <laughs> in the parking lot. Mm. I was going to say, if it was like, if it was in Meadowlands and there's an there's an outside chance, yeah, you could all, almost make an argument with weather and travel and everything you know else. But no, I'd I'd put my child, my mortgage, and my health on the line for that Chargers win. If Mike Lennon starts, 
<laughs> okay, so here's, here's a big game. The Buffalo Bills at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, after the way the Bills played, it's is the Bucks. It has to be. It's, it's, it feels like a bit of a no-brainer. It's nice and warm down in Tampa to throw the ball, though. It, right. it does feel like a no-brainer, but that's why I think it might not be a no-brainer. I mean, this is just silly to do, but I think I'm going to do it anyway. Um, I don't believe you're going to go Bills. Oh, he's going to go Bills. Bills might not be as daft as you think. You know, we had the, the running joke earlier on in the season with the Saints where it was win, lose, win, lose, win, lose. Yeah. That's what the Bills are doing. In the past five games, they've gone win, lose, win, lose, win, lose, win, lose. So, and they yeah. lost last yeah. week badly. So it's their turn. Well, that means that Punk's on an island because uh, everyone else has gone for the Bucks. Tom Brady, just that you know, Punk, is 32-3 and three against Buffalo. That's the most against a team for a QB <laughs> yes, but ever. Let's be honest. Apart from the last two years, the Bills have been garbage for 20. So, you know, <laughs> it's, it's not really surprising, is it? Mahomes will beat that soon with the Broncos. Don't worry about that. <laughs> okay, so the Sunday night game then is a NFC North matchup. It is the Chicago Bears at the Green Bay Packers. It is. I mean, no and one with what a game. the brains going for the pack, going for the Bears, right? Well, you know. Well. Mm, mm, no. <laughs> Andy Dalton only threw four <laughs> interceptions last week, so there's there's room wow. for improvement. I'd bring in Nick Foles. <laughs> I'd bring in Foles. Why not? I mean, Rogers didn't throw any touchdown passes last week, you know. So. You want to buy? It's no excuse. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, he threw as many as Mac Jones. He only did. threw three. They only threw two completions less than Mac Jones. Think for that one. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, yeah, without even asking you guys, everyone's gone for the Packers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The Monday night game then it is the NFC West matchup between the LA Rams and the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals. That is a good game. Yeah. Now, the just to let you know, back in week four, the Cardinals did go into LA and win the game. So it's LA's turn to return the favour. Will they do it? Well, no, because I, I think the Cardinals are uh, on a decent run of form, even with without Kyler Murray. And the Rams have been... I've, I've been the Rams protagonist, same as you, Punk, from, from the beginning of the season, saying that, you know, they're sort of heir apparent to the Super Bowl, um, Super Bowl appearance, but they've just been a bit patchy here and there. Um, they have been patchy. They've been very patchy, yeah. um, especially in the last sort of three, four weeks. Even when they're winning, they've not been, well, obviously apart from when they're playing teams like the Jacks. <laughs> you know, they've, they've, they've not been entirely convincing. Mm. Now, you know, obviously, is that just because they've brought in Von Miller and David OBJ. Beckham Jr.? And, yeah. you know, um, are they struggling to, to just get them to fit into the scheme and that's causing them a few problems? I don't know, because Matt Stafford's looked a bit up and down as He's well. He's been banged up um, as well, hasn't he? He has been injured. I think, yeah. I mean, everyone, this is the thing, though. This is the NFL. You know, everyone's banged up at this point of the season. Well, that, that was that was his quote when asked at the end of the game. He said, "Yeah, how injured are you?" And he said, "No more injured than anyone else." Yeah, exactly. Well, that's Matt Stafford, he's tough and he's days. right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, always has um, been. 
I'm hoping you're right about Von Miller. I'm, I hope he's really, really not enjoying his time in LA and he wants to go back to Denver because he's contract up at the end of the season. <laughs> he's, so he's, 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 he's not that desperate, yeah. yeah. He's living, <laughs> living, living in California. Hey, you know? I'll tell you some, uh, you know, you can take the boy out of Denver. <laughs> but no, his, his, uh, yeah, his uh, presence has not yet been felt in, in LA. So yeah, I think I'll go for the Cardinals. I'd be surprised if anyone does go for the Rams. Just purely based on form. I'll go uh, for well, the Rams. You're going for the Rams, are you changing? Yeah. No, I'm not changing. I'm going for the Rams. Mm, Excellent. So it's a, a Rams Stretch Island punk because Kimmy and myself have gone for the Cardinals as well. So there we go. Those are the 14 games, I believe. No. Yeah, for oh, yeah. yeah, 14 games. I thought it was 14. Um, Miami it means and... the the Indianapolis Colts, Miami Dolphins, New England Patriots, and Philadelphia Eagles are on the bye this week. So, yeah, only 14 games to pick from there. Thank you very much, Kimmy, for doing that. Just let you guys know as well, Kimmy's going to be at a fan meetup on December the 18th. That's next week, Saturday, um, as the game is at 9.30pm between the Las Vegas Raiders and the Cleveland Browns. Now, this meetup is for both sets of fans. and It's at the Hippodrome on Leicester Square in the great city of London. If you want to watch Browns fans be miserable, it should be a good place for you to be. Um, check her out on Twitter at KimmyAKB. And yeah, we've got uh, we've been retweeting that as well. It looks like a really fun evening. Hippodrome's a nice place to yeah. watch. M- ho- loads of screens and uh, should be a good good place to watch it, especially if you're a Raiders fan. Not so much if you're a Browns yeah, fan. Yeah, Hip- Hip- Hippodrome is a uh, fantastic place to watch the games, to be honest. Um, and everyone's invited. It's not just Raider fans and Browns fans. No. Um, well, I say, I say everyone's invited. Obviously, you know, not Chiefs fans, but you know, <laughs> any anyone else that just wants on people go fine. down, have a beer, watch some football. You know, Kimmy, Kimmy and Co. are a great laugh. So yeah, be a good night. Mm, absolutely, get Thank yourselves you down there the as well. So yeah, that is the that's the pod for this week, then, boys. Anything else that we've missed, or anything else need to add on there? No. Just that. Not Thank you very me. much, guys, for getting all the way through the podcast with us. And if you aren't currently signed up to Patreon, please sign up because we're releasing new stuff all the time. Uh, just released a blog last night and uh, we'll be doing more videos again this week as well to, to add on to it as well. So patreon.com slash final down. Um, but yeah, thanks very yeah, much, guys. I'd, I'd really appreciate if people would start signing up to the Patreon because, you know, eventually it might stop me having to go to these far flung places and all the Not rest north. of it. But <laughs> yeah, you know. Six hours on these, a train. These far-flung places. Do you know, one of my friends works for a famous telecommunications company that's based nearby to where we are. I'm not saying who they are because I don't want to give Vodafone any uh, free airtime. No. But he's just had to fly all the way to the Far East for a three-hour meeting. So I'm not too... That's true. You know, I've got absolutely no It probably no took him as long to movement. get to the Far East as it did for me to get to flipping Yorkshire. <laughs> Is it that bad? And so, well, you know... <laughs> public transport rail services you know yeah. to, to be fair Just, i traveled i traveled to kent once in the morning it took me four hours so yeah i feel your pain yeah. and at the end of it <laughs> you're in kent so uh yeah <laughs> anyway yeah. that's it so until next week guys i've been jim that's been punk raider that's been denver david thank you so much for listening <laughs> <laughs>